Hey guys! Alright, so we've got a couple of announcements, just as usual, so do you want to take care of those? Yep! So, hey guys, if you want to support us, you can start with monthly donations. This will allow us to create engaging content more frequently, and this will allow us to go on more platforms. We recently launched over on Apple Podcasts, so that's great. You can also send us a voice message. We did get one last week I want to say and we ultimately would really like to make a collage of those maybe and put them on a future episode mm-hmm. we're not sure what we want to do but if you guys do this it really just allows us to hear what you have to say good things bad things how much you love us so send those <laughs> over lastly if you want to leave us a review on apple podcasts we would greatly appreciate it you can subscribe you can um leave a comment you can like us so anything anything helps this will allow us to move further up on the charts charts <laughs> so that you can see our podcasts um over yes. once so yeah go ahead and do that you guys but yeah we're doing really good so far with our podcast i'm very excited for where it's going yeah it's it's rising slowly and steady but i'm really really happy so thank you all who have listened who have supported us and who have given us feedback we really do appreciate it we do 100 percent. yeah all right so jamie yes what are we going to be talking about today i believe this is your episode that we are going to be leading yeah, so this week is actually going to be our very first true crime episode. I believe this is going to be like a little mini-series, or we might make it just like a thing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how this one goes, but it's a true crime episode. It's not um, anyone who like murdered anybody, so it doesn't have a specific name. This is just about the five-year-old boy who was thrown from the third floor railing at the Mall of America. Mm-hmm. So, a couple key points that we'll be talking about in this episode are who the suspect is, was he convicted or not, how did he throw the boy, why did he throw the boy, and the recovery of the family. So, yeah. And those are just a couple of the things that we're going to be talking about. And I do want to just make mention, like, we're not going to be putting anybody's names like out there we're gonna try to as much as we can not to put anybody's names out there because we don't want to give this crazy person a platform because we don't want him to do this again and we don't want this to become like a thing and we're also not going to be posting like pictures of this either yeah so i did get my research from cbs and cnn news i will link those websites just in case anybody does want to read up on this case, but that's all we're going to be doing. We're not going to be glorifying him in any way, shape, or form. So. Precisely. Yeah. All right, so are we ready to get started? Yeah, let's get into it. So on April 12, 2019, which was roughly about a year ago now, the mother of Landon, the little boy who was five years old, they were shopping at the Mall of America. I think they were there with maybe friends. Okay. And so they were on the third floor, and they were right outside of the Rainforest Cafe, which is a really good restaurant. Oh, have you been yeah. there before? I was there actually in 
the first time I'd ever been there was, I think I said it was December or January of that exact year. So, like, a few months before this happened, which it kind of makes it even more crazy for me because it happened. Like, what if it would have been when I was there, you know? Like, it's just so scary. Anyway. I have a Tyler Bean Forest Cafe, and this is located on the, the third floor. This is when they were approached by a man whose name was Emmanuel Aranda. The mother had actually turned to him and asked him if they were standing in his way, and they asked him, essentially, if they should like move out of his way. They breathed mm-hmm. super nice. And then, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Mr. Aranda grabbed the five-year-old and threw him off the balcony. Like, and what? Why? Is- so this was stated by prosecutors. I'm not sure if the... I'm sure the mother gave a statement, but I didn't grab any statements because I didn't want to put really any statements... In this episode, but yeah, so he, they were just being nice and friendly, and this crazy psycho just grabs the little boy and throws him. Like, what the hell? See, my question is, why would anybody do something like that? And then just, I I don't understand, like, this is just, like, a trash human being. This is an well, example of a piece of trash. We'll get into it, because the reason that he did this is, it, it kind of, I feel like it's not really a reason, but he had a reason, and we'll get into it, so... I'm sure it's a bullshit reason. I can't think of any good reason that would be like, I'm just going to throw this five-year-old, like, over Spanister here, because fuck it. When I, when I first heard this story, um, and they, they told, basically, they released, like, why he did it, I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, oh, it, it's just, this whole story, it, it just, I don't know, it kind of haunts me, but, um, so Emmanuel ran from the scene, and he was caught while trying to escape on a light rail that was located at the mall. And um, for those of you who aren't from Minnesota or the U.S. in general, this mall is located in Bloomington, and it's a suburb of St. Paul. So a light rail is basically like a train, like a subway, but it's above ground is the best way to describe it if you don't know what they are. So An above ground subway, okay. Yeah. So they have them everywhere around, like, the suburbs. You can go park your car in the parking lot, and then you pay to take the light rail, and it'll bring you. I think we have one of those in Denver. You probably do. They're a lot easier for, like, um, parking-wise, because it's cheaper to park at a light rail parking lot than to do, like, downtown parking. Oh, I'm sure. My God. Downtown parking costs an arm and a freaking leg. Yeah, it's, like, 20 bucks. I'm your firstborn child. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> literally literally so he was caught while trying to escape um this is really this is just so sad so in my personal opinion this guy is literally a, trash. a human trash bag so i guess he also had a warrant out for his arrest in the state of illinois for assault and a conviction of first degree damage to property in minnesota see like my question uh, is like he just went from damaging property to almost killing a child because I imagine like on the third balcony is what you said right off the third balcony yeah that's that's probably a really long fall yeah it's so I'll I'll tell you how long of a drop but I wish I would have done more research because I'm curious as to if I think he's from Minnesota but he had so he had a warrant out for his arrest in, in Illinois for an assault in conviction to damage property in Minnesota. Wow. So I'm wondering. Maybe. Like, he could have been from Minnesota. Or maybe he moved from another state. And he'd just been there a long time. So how can he have a, 
how can you have a warrant out for your arrest in another state for so, something you did in a different state? My my cousin actually has like a ton of freaking warrants out for. She's wanted in five states, but basically what happens is they commit a crime they know that you committed the crime and then you flee that state but the thing is so like he what did he do what did you say his crime was it was um assault and conviction of first degree damage to property okay yeah so it probably didn't cost enough for the state to warrant them to basically bug minnesota to be like hey you need to transfer this person over it so probably didn't cost them enough yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, so yeah, he had a warrant out for his arrest for being a trash bag in other states. But um, yeah, so this is all cutting to the prosecution. And Emmanuel is actually, so he's a 25-year-old African-American. Mm-hmm. And I don't want any race, any racial comments to be put out about this case. I do think that race plays a huge part in his conviction. I agree. I think that race is probably a really big part for that conviction that's going on. But I'm yeah. still just so like, how the fuck do you just throw a five-year-old over a banister? What the hell? Yeah. I I I have a lot of choice words, but I'm going to keep them to myself out of fear of judgment. Because <laughs> I don't want people to think that I'm just as terrible as this fucking human trash bag. So... Aranda was charged and convicted of attempted premeditated murder on June 3rd, 2019. So, about less than two months after this happened. And he is currently serving 19 years. Only 19 years. Only 19 years. What the fuck? I'm... I just can't believe our judicial system is... Yeah, this is, like, a thing that I was wanting to talk about in this episode, is our judicial system just sucks. Well, I mean... And, and I was, me and Nick were talking to his mom and her boyfriend about this the other night at dinner because um, last weekend, I think it was last weekend, a Minnesota, I think it was a Minnesota man had um, hit a pedestrian early in the morning or early, late at night. I think it was late at night and he killed him. But the man was jaywalking on an unlit street in the middle uh-huh. of the And I don't think he's getting a huge conviction. I, I didn't look into it, but we were just talking about it, and I was like, because they were like, well, people make mistakes and all this stuff, and I'm like, yeah, that I can understand being a mistake and all this, but people rape people, and they go to prison for longer than people who murder people. No, for real. Like, no, it happens all the time. And I don't understand that. Like, I really, really, really don't understand that kind of shit. Like, I think Brock Turner is a really good example of the kind of crap that our judicial system just is well and i know that it it has a lot of it has to do with like sorry i'm gonna take a drink out of the jamie jug yeah it doesn't have any ice in it but um (laughs) i think a lot of it has to do with uh if it was like premeditated what they how badly somebody murdered someone or like essentially what they did to them like all the circumstances matter but at the same time it's like, yeah, he didn't kill the little boy, but you know he's going to not serve his full sentence. And that what that's what makes this even worse. Like, yeah, the child lived, and uh, thank God, you know, but 19 years, he's probably going to serve five. For real. He probably will it's, only serve five. I mean, people go to prison. Worse, more dangerous people have gone to prison and have been released well before mm-hmm. 
like a third of their fucking sentence. No, for real though. I honestly don't think that a lot of people are are stay in jail. And I think that that the reason for that is like the jails are so overcrowded. And then on top of that, we don't have a good mental health system. So anyone who has a mental health problem is just stuck in jail. Yeah. You know, like my dad, he has a he has a mental health kind of issue which we won't go into in this episode. But the only option was like jail if he right. doesn't take his meds um, when he's supposed to instead of giving them help it's just well we'll just put you in jail like what right i i don't know it's just i like i said i know it's he didn't murder him and it was premeditated it's just i feel like the little boy didn't get what he deserved to be honest which was justice this is injustice. I'm sorry, but it's not. And that that's Let's just my personal opinion, you know. Listen to our sponsor for the week. I don't know. I I could not I would be just it makes me want to cry just thinking about it. It's just so sad. It is. It's depressing. Would I just couldn't imagine seeing a little boy falling and then the pain that he was probably in, I just, it makes my heart so, it, like, hurts my heart. I know. I, I just but wonder what, if he even remembers any of it, too. Oh, he does. He does. Wow. Yeah. But, I guess, so, going back to Emmanuel, though, I guess he did tell investigators that he was angry, and he did go to the mall, though, that day with intent to kill somebody. And when he couldn't find an adult prospect basically he just grabbed the little boy Landon and threw him over wow so yeah he knew what he was doing he knew wow I can't even wow it's a lot like this is premeditated murder oh it is premeditated because Mm -hmm. he was he told the investigators and everyone that he went there to kill someone because he was upset Right. You don't, but you don't, I just, you don't kill, you don't want to kill someone because you're upset. Like, it's just kind of pathetic. Apparently Emmanuel does. So, my other concern is, like, this is premeditated. How much did you say he's getting? 19 years? Yeah. So he's going to be out, like, 40-something. I don't, I don't, I don't do math, but we're going to go with that. (laughs) Like, 40-something, he's going to be out. And so, I don't. My concern is, like, what if he goes out and he kills somebody else? You well, know? That, that's what happens when they have the little trials to see if... I don't remember what they're called, sadly. Too sick and tired. But when they do his ap- appeal or whatever it is to see if he should be released, they'll go over all that stuff. Oh, well, what are they going to do? Do you pinky promise that you won't try and kill anybody? Okay, good. No, I think they base it off of how well you do in prison and all this oh, stuff. Oh, that's bullshit. That just means off. that you can follow orders. That doesn't mean that when you're out there on your own and nobody's watching over you and you don't have guards over you, what are you going to do? I don't think he'll even be in there 19 years. Okay. He'll probably serve, he'll probably serve like five. Let's I was about it. to say, he'll probably get out in like five years. And then he'll go get rejected again and go kill somebody. Go actually kill somebody, probably. Or maybe throw another five-year-old. I mean, fuck. I really, I'm really curious to do some statistical um, uh, investigating on how many people have, like, appealed their cases or been released early 
to see what percentage of those people have um, reoffend, like what is it, reoffended? Yeah, were reoffenders, and how many were um, uh, re? Um, I don't know the word, but basically went back to society. Yeah, and we're good Samaritans, essentially. We actually did that in... So I took a criminology class. And the studies show that jail doesn't really do a lot for, like, people. It just degrades them and makes them mentally more unable to do things. There's nothing good about jail. That's just a temporary fix to be like, hey, did you learn your lesson? Right. But the thing that they've seen that really does help is things like community service or being in like a community kind of like prison. I don't know, kind of like a retirement home kind of thing where you do have a community, you do have responsibilities. They have some prisons where they have to take care of cats. Yeah. But so that would all come into account for if they were going to a state or a federal prison also, Mm -hmm. because they're both terrible. But right. I think one or the other has more um, opportunity for inmates, such as working and responsibility and going to right. school and all this stuff. But and, then you also yeah. have to take into account the politics of it all, too. So, like, somebody who's, like, really high up there into the politics can probably do the same thing and not get away with it. Or, I mean, get away with it. Like, <laughs> they will get away with it. I believe that right. Trump said that he could go into Times Square and he could shoot somebody. And that he would get away with it. And he's right. Yeah. So that is another factor that you have to put into it. But statistically, the jails don't do anything for you except degrade your mental health. That's really interesting that you bring that up. Because me and Nick were talking... We went over to have our weekly dinner last night. And we were talking about how um, people... Essentially, someone in Minnesota last weekend uh, hit somebody and killed them, a pedestrian, and it was at night, and the pedestrian, like, was crossing the street and, like, jaywalking, and it was in the middle of the night, and you couldn't oh see God. him. And how um, we, they don't think he's really going to get in a lot of trouble because it was an accident, and the pedestrian was wearing all black, and, like I said, they were crossing where there were no streetlights or anything like that, so it's not really the driver's fault. It's the dumbass pedestrian's fault for thinking they could just walk on water, essentially. But me and Nick worked with this girl... A long time ago when I worked at Holiday and she actually did a hit and run in the middle of the night in between North Branch and Cambridge and she killed a guy. Oh God. And her dad is the cop, the town cop. So you, you bet your ass, you probably know what happened. Yep. Nothing happened to the bitch ass. She didn't, she, nothing happened to her. All charges were dropped. Her dad did end up stepping oh down though. And but she won't get hired or anything like that anywhere because everyone knows what she did. Right. But she just she just walked. So it's kind of Well, like here's that, the I thing like. about that, too, is, like, you know about her. I don't. She could move here. That's true. I mean, I'm sure if they Google her, they might find her, but I don't know how many jobs actually do that. No, it's just, but she lives in that one town. So if she right. tries to apply anywhere in the surrounding areas, it's such a small town. Right, they're going to know. They're going to yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. But my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's just, like, a whole other factor to the judicial system that just, like, like, really? (laughs) Really? That's a whole other topic for another time because I can rant and rave about that all day long. Oh, gosh. I know. I would, too. Yeah. So... Back to our story, now that yes. we're off of our soapboxes. Yes, let's get, let's get back to what happened with little Landon and yeah. all that. So Landon was thrown 40 feet to the concrete floor. Mm-hmm. 
He suffered broken bones, head trauma, a pretty se- pretty severe bleeding, as you can probably imagine. He was. I actually heard that it was pretty traumatic. Like, there was blood all over the place. Oh, my gosh. Can um, you imagine even seeing that? Like, as another no, child, like, no, seeing no. that. That's horrendous. I would probably never go back there again. Um, no? But now it scares me because I'm like, every time I go to the mall now, I want to make sure Mason is like, I'm holding him or he's like tied. I put him on one of those leash thingies. Right. But (laughs) not even that because that could slip out of your hand easily. But I just mean like in the stroller strapped and secured because that terrifies me. Oh my God. I feel like that would terrify everyone. That is a horrendous situation to have gone through. It is. And... He, I guess he wasn't breathing when the paramedics got to the scene. They actually successfully revived him. And so he did left. almost die, basically. He died. And they, yeah. they revived him. Yeah, but it wasn't, like, a long period of time where he had, like, brain damage or anything like that. Oh, my God. So, yeah, he did... They did have to revive him, and then they rushed him to Children's Hospital. So, after the fall, Landon had fluid in his lungs. He had fluid in his stomach. And he had facial and skull fractures. He actually had 15 separate surgeries, which included surgeries on his arms, one of his legs, and the removal of his spleen. He also had a stent placed in his vein running through his liver because he had a lot of liver issues going on as well. So basically he has permanent damage from this now. I mean, he'll probably suffer with something for the rest of his life, you would think. I mean, is he... I mean, he had facial surgery. Is his face, like, disformed in some way? No. He looks perfectly fine. I'm sure okay. he just had... To be honest with you, it is literally a miracle. He barely... I mean, I I don't want to say, like, barely and make this case not seem bad or anything because it's horrific. But for what happened, I feel like the damage... It's not, like, something that he'll permanently, like, need, like, plastic surgery or anything for. Like, he he has just a few scars, you know? And a stent and a spleen. <laughs> yeah, but, I a mean, A removal still, of his spleen and a stent. Yeah, know, but, I mean, like... Or something. If you think about this and you've never heard about this case before, you'd be like, how did he not... How did his head not explode? He hit concrete. I mean, I can only... Im- like, can you imagine if he landed on his head? He'd probably be dead, but I'm thinking he probably landed, like, on his side or his back. I feel like he probably did land on his side, considering the removal of his spleen and all these other things. And, oh, Oh. gosh. It's just... I I mean, I'm, I'm honestly, my heart breaks for the time that, from he was thrown to the time that it took for the ambulance to get there. Because then you're just laying in a pool of your own blood. Well, and then the mom having, she's on the third floor and she needs to get down to him. Right. I mean, if and anything, a, I would like, jump over the fucking railing and be like, okay, I'm coming too. Like, yeah, but I just, I mean, the escalators, she'd have to run to the escalator, wait for it to go down, you know, like that's just, it, I wouldn't want anyone touching my fucking kid. I'd be like, get the hell away from him. Don't touch him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But thankfully, they were able to set up a GoFundMe, and they raised over $1 million for his medical bills, all of his... Um, wow! His, 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 I think he still might be in physical therapy. Or no. Good. He might be. I'm not sure. I didn't go... In, I All I seen was that um, he is finally home, and according to the CNN News, he... He doesn't have a limp anymore. He had a limp for a while and uneven legs, but he doesn't have a limp or anything like that. 
He did suffer a broken femur, and um, he did have an open wound on his Oof. belly that's probably had to do with, like, the stint and everything. But... I have heard that the femur is, like, one of the most painful bones to break. Like, it's right it's next to pregnancy. Biggest, it's the biggest bone in your body. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine? I Oh, God. I can only imagine how painful that. For a fucking five-year-old to go through that. And honestly, like, looking a, at it, he's five. They put him in a medically pro- induced coma. I would, too. That was smart. That, I mean, he probably, they probably put him in a, in a medically induced coma because he was in so much pain. A five-year-old body can't take that. No. No one could didn't. take that. I, could, I can't yeah. imagine anybody dealing with something like that. That's horrendous. It is. But, but I think that... Now. I think that because he's five, like, what, six now or something like that, they're not going to go into his life or anything and be like, hey, how you doing and how do you feel about that, you know, and things like that. Just kind of like with the other the other situation that happened with the kids, like the, the Slender Man stabbing. Did you hear about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then that little girl, they were like, okay, you lived. Go live your life. Like, th- there's not really a lot of updates on her because she's still a kid. I don't think she also wanted... To discuss it though, because have you yeah. heard a lot into that case? Like that was a fucking. Oh, I've heard a ton. Horrific case. A ton, a ton about that case. I've heard. Yeah. And honestly, that's one of, you know, I like true crime. I like to listen to it. It's one of my favorite cases. That's one of my favorite cases. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I mean, her friends, her fucking friends. Oh, maybe we'll talk about that in another episode. I don't know. It's been a little overdone, but maybe we'll talk about it. But, I, I mean, I'm just saying, I you. really don't think that they would allow for a five-year-old to be really out there in the press. And I'm sure the no. family really doesn't want to talk about it either. His family didn't talk about it for a, a long time because they wanted time to Grieve. heal and everything. Like, yeah. they didn't want any reporters in the room while they were in the hospital. Like, nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, they, the yeah. only thing they have done recently was update everyone letting them know that he's home he's almost off of all of his medication he is in school already he's back to school like right. he's healing like this was a straight up miracle it, yeah no it really looks like a miracle just like the other one that we were just talking about i love these miracle stories where like a situation happens and yes it's horrendous but at the same time that's a miracle and that it kid is. is probably gonna remember it for the rest of his life it's probably going to haunt him. He's probably going to need some therapy for it. But I would love to see what he, happens to him when he is older because there's a lot of amazing speeches and situations and bills that are passed <laughs> that happen from tragedies. Yeah. So this one, I mean, I, I might, I could tell you later on if I hear some follow-ups on it, but I just... We, they don't really do a lot of that stuff up here, at least in Minnesota, unless it's a severe case. But I just, I really, really hope that that Emmanuel guy can get some kind of, like, something in prison to help him. And I, I really, really hope that he can realize what he did and try and have somewhat of a life. Get get on some kind of medication in prison, because I know you can. Yeah. And just, I I hope that, I just, I guess I hope the best for him. I don't want to be mean or anything. Like, I hope he gets the care he needs and mm-hmm. the mental health care that he needs. And I yeah. really, really hope this little boy's family can have 
a good life. You a know? normal life. A happy life. Yeah, I know that the little boy is thriving and he's so happy and he's doing so good. And I, I was reading in the um, on the website that he actually, the, I guess his mommy kept asking him like if he was doing okay and all this stuff every time the nurses. Um, and I don't know if this is in the hospital or out. I don't remember, but I guess he kept telling his mommy like I'm okay. I'm not hurt anymore. I'm I'm healing just fine. I'm doing just fine. And it was just so sad. Because imagine, you know, the, that mom probably is going to feel... Right. She's going to need some the therapy. Mm-hmm. She's going to be like, what if? Like, what if I would have reacted faster? What if I wouldn't have talked to this guy? Like, it's just going to haunt her for the rest of her life. And that's what is so um, heartbreaking about this. Yeah. You know, like, I just feel like that mom, like, I feel bad for her that she didn't react as fast. But at the same time, I'm like... You know, she's doing the best she could. She's there for her child when she needed her the most, probably. And, yeah. And that's what, right, and that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I can relate because Mason has, there's been incidents happen where he's, like, fallen or something when, like, he's gotten hurt, obviously, a lot. He's two and a half. But I always regret not, like, moving faster. But then I'm like, it happens so fast. Your brain, like, doesn't click that fast to be like, hey, Right, no. you probably don't even process, like, what the hell is even happening. Not until, like, like, okay, for instance, Mason, about three weeks ago, was sitting on top of his table, and all of a sudden, he goes to, like, I don't know what he was thinking, but he goes sideways and falls <laughs> off of the table onto the floor, and I'm sitting on the couch, literally two feet away, and I just, like, watched it happen. I mean, there's only so much you can do, though. You can't blame yourself for, like, every little thing that happens. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, she probably wasn't fully grasping what was happening until it was already too late. Right. So I just feel, I just hope that she can find peace and know that she probably did everything she could, you know, in that moment. Yeah, I honestly hope that, you know, everything returns to normal for them and right you know yeah i, do I mean th- this is a sad story but also an amazing miracle at the same time and i really feel like this proves like there's a higher power out there that is watching over us oh for sure yeah so whether for it sure. be god or the universe or whatever gods and goddesses that you all believe out there i do feel like there is something watching over us and there is someone there especially with Landon that day who felt he had some important business to take care of here he just wasn't meant to leave the earth yet his time here is not done yep I agree with that but I I honestly I am excited to see what does happen with this kid's life because I feel like he could make an amazing speaker he'd have some amazing stories there's just some amazing things that can happen from I agree. horrible situations, which is unfortunate. It is. Yeah. Is that everything? Is there any other updates that, or anything like that? That's all I have for for this podcast episode. All right. Well, I just want to let you guys know that in, in the future, or, you know, for, for everything else, I, I'm not going to be posting or putting any pictures up on the Facebook group, or even in the episode art about, first of all, we're not going to be putting anything up about the person who had 
done these horrible crimes because we want to talk about more crimes, right, Jamie? Yes, of so course. So we're not going to be talking or we're not going to be posting any pictures because I don't want to give this horrible trash bag of a human more of a platform to stand on. And then no, we're not going to be posting any pictures of the child because just out of respect no. for the family, yeah. for the child, for everyone who is involved, they shouldn't have to go through that again. In right. My no, I just want to, like I said, I'll put the link out though, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, this is just, the link is just so that you can read the story for yourself if you want to read it. Yeah. But we just want to let you guys know that that's something that we're going to be doing. Um, much like uh, the Philip DeFranco show, if you ever listen to that or watch that, he also believes in not giving them a platform to no to be on. And I nope. don't think they should. So. Nope, and I agree. Yeah. Alright, I think that's everything for today. We've done our announcements and everything like that. Welcome to season two, officially, and um, we look forward to having more episodes and more interesting yeah. things. If you guys want to send us an email, just go to spiritualfriendship at gmail.com. I think I have that Yeah, yeah I'll, we'll have it all linked below. We have our Instagrams, the Gmail, mm-hmm. all that fun jazz. Please go leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe over on Spotify or any other platform that you guys use. It really, really helps. But, I mean, like, comment, subscribe, guys. It really does help. It lets us know that you guys are listening. It lets us know which episodes that you guys really like. Inbox seems to have really blown up, so we're going to keep hearing that stuff. Yes. And just let us know what you guys think. Like, what do you like hearing? Obviously, we know what you guys like hearing, but if you want to tell us anything or suggest anything we would love to hear it because then we can kind of branch out and we can explore more new topics we can decide yeah. more things and really look yeah. at what is out there to offer because i'm really excited about us exploring new territory well and we're here for you guys mm-hmm. so we want to make sure that the content we're putting out is something good, you, know? you want to listen to yeah entertaining Yes, we are here to entertain. Bad week, yep. bad day, we're here. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think that's everything, officially. Yep. We yep. are going to sign off now, but we'll see you we'll guys, see you guys next, next week. week. Bye. Right. Bye, guys.